Welcome into DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. It kind of sort of rhymes, but you know, if you got a better name, send it to us. It's a podcast. We can do whatever we want. We can rename it. You could be the person who named the podcast. We're mostly going to talk RSL, but uh, we'll talk big international tournaments too as well. All right, so RSL's coming off a win. A what? A win's a A, win's a a win. A what? Yeah, I know. Exactly. You know, I didn't feel like it was that bad a win. I I talked to some people after the game, you know, around the club, and uh, yeah, it was ugly. It was. uh, (laughs) Listen. You're a quarter of the way into a season yeah. where teams routinely morph. The season goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's a month longer than the baseball season. The baseball season is the longest thing going. Yeah, it's true. So there's plenty of time. And we've seen teams start fast and finish slow, FC Dallas. We've seen teams start really poorly. Yeah. And then turn on the Jets, DC United, Seattle twice, and have great seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to write anything final. I, I got... Come to the form of this podcast, we want to each come in with like three ideas, okay. three thoughts, and then we can knock them around. Right. Number one, I know you're looking at the standings now. Don't do that. Okay, you're going to do it anyway because you're a sports fan can't help yourself. Yes. Okay, look at it this way. The home court is so dominant in college basketball, it's the only real comparison to the power of the home field in soccer in MLS. Not in some league where you're on a bus and you're just going cross town because half the teams in EPL are in London. (laughs) And everything else is in a three-hour bus ride, right? It's true. Depending on who goes up and who goes down every year, there's one or two outliers. The only time they fly is when they go to the continent. And this is different. You're getting on a plane, you're changing time zones, altitude, heat, humidity, all that. In this league, Mm -hmm. you have to win at home. Yeah. Fortress gets overused, but you really need that. And then on the road, you scrape a few points out here and there. A third of your road games, I think you legitimately have no chance if you're most clubs. A third, you're, you're just not going to get a result. Now, the other two-thirds of the games, I can't tell you where it's going to happen, but you're going to pick off wins. You're going to pick off a draw here and there. Okay. You get four or yeah. five wins. You try to get three or four draws. And if you have somewhere between 15 and 20 road points, that's probably good enough. Early in the year, when schedules are lopsided, later you can just look at the standings. But right now, you have to look at how many points you've dropped at home. For, the, for RSL, that's three, because they yes. lost the game to FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. How many points you've earned on the road? One at Houston. They are a minus two right now. I like that. Okay? I, I actually like that formula right there. That's and that, I learned that from a college basketball coach okay. who said, this is, don't come to me with your standings. <laughs> We're three weeks into this. Somebody inevitably in a 10-team league ends up playing five out of seven on the road. Okay. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Your rivalry game is on the road, and two of your first three week trips are on the road. That's one reason uh, Mountain West messed up their schedule and did this Wednesday, Saturday, NBA-type deal that... I get why they did it, but I hate it. Okay, gotcha. yeah. So I learned it from a college basketball coach. I didn't come up with it. I do think it's brilliant, but it's not mine. And it's helped me a lot. Okay, so RSL's minus two. So takeaways from the team. They defended too much in the last half hour. When the first choice Orlando City lineup came in about the 55th minute with the two substitutions up top, and they put Nani in, in yeah. they put Dwyer in, the game changed. But the game's also changed because they scored the second goal literally as the guys were getting the final instructions on the iPad yep. and walking to midfield. I think one guy had walked and the other guy was still talking. I think Nani was already up there in and, and, Dwyer, and Dwyer, Dwyer was still was talking his final... and getting his final. Yeah, it was like it was a timely goal. Yeah. It changed the game. The, the cutaway, Pecky didn't even celebrate. He's like, like, uh-oh, here come the big guns, and we only have a one-goal lead. Bleep! Yeah. And then, down the right side, Demir, the trademark, late run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right up the middle. Finds the space, bangs it home, 
totally changes the game. And you knew they needed it. Oh, absolutely. Orlando yeah. hasn't been shut out this year. Nobody, home or away, has shut out Orlando. They got flaws, but they score goals. They mm-hmm. have, along with Sasha Kleschen and a couple other guys, they have too much talent in the attack that they're going to get shut out very often. Yeah. The Tesho and Candele, uh, Mueller, they, exactly. they got a lot of talent up there. So I thought RSL defended pretty well again. Yeah. They gave up one goal. This is now four games without a red card. Mm-hmm. They got a shutout, and three times they've given up a goal. When you defend like that, if you keep defending like that, you're going to earn your 50 points and get to the playoffs. You don't defend like that and miss the playoffs. True. They spent, this is like, you look at a body of work, you have a plan on how to make it better, and then you try to execute it. Last year, two goals short of the club record. I know they don't have names. They don't have a $10 million, <laughs> 28-goal scoring guy, yeah. right? They don't have the 20-goal guy. They don't even week, have yeah. a 15-goal guy. Yep. But they score goals. Mm-hmm. But they did not defend. Now, yeah. I know when you look at stats now, they look horrific. But you've got to account for all those red cards. And all the goals they conceded while they were down a man, or in D.C., down two men. Mm-hmm. When they're full strength, they give up zero one goal. They've given up three goals in yeah. four matches at full strength. This team can defend, and I think that bodes well down the line. I still worry about the outside backs in that defense, though, DJ. I know You, you should. I, I know I should, but Donnie Toya had his nervy moments in, in this past match. Brooks, Brooks Lennon the week before, I think that earned him a spot on the bench this past week. Well, I also think that they want to try Herrera on the right back because Herrera on the right back has been the organization's plan yeah. literally for years. When he's I a, didn't know who Aaron Herrera was, he's a right-footed player. I was told yeah. there was a guy who came out of the academy when mm-hmm. the academy's in Arizona, and yep. I never see him. And he went to college, New and Mexico. they really like him. Yeah, he went to New Mexico. Right. Now, they put him at left back, and mm-hmm. I know he had the shocker against D.C. United. That was yeah. bad. But again, you're not left-footed. You're on the left side. D.C. United knows that. They press it. You make a couple of mistakes. Yeah. And they're not a team that lets you make a mistake, and then they, they knock the shot two feet wide, and you get away with it. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. put it in the back of the net, so it becomes glaring. It's not just a mistake. It's a glaring mistake. So what I, with regards to the outside back <clears throat> issues, I do think, though, that they have found their starting tandem at center back with Justin Glad returning to health being able to play I think him and Natum at least in my mind that's got to be your one-two duo that's just me okay no and that's fine but Silva's out because he's injured he gets injured too often that's my problem with him but when he's healthy he'll come back and then Justin's the third guy I still think Justin should be here. even though Justin had that Ironman streak going last year I think there were some moments that there, there weren't moments there were stretches of games where they thought he should have been playing better Okay. But they had no options. Yeah. Now they have three guys. Maybe it elevates his level of play. Maybe we're just watching a young player mature and grow. It happens. And I think that's what they have to settle on an outside back. I don't want to judge Donnie Toy off a couple of games. No. You know, you can judge Brooks because Brooks has had a run of, what, 30, 40 games now. Yeah. The last time he hadn't right. started a match was the LAFC debacle a year ago. But they handled a lot of pressure. Yeah. And they gave up one goal. <clears throat> And that, that 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 is to their credit. You're right. They're, right. Given, they're giving up but an average of one, I, one we, game. You never know how long Mike Pecky is going to go with his answers. And based on how much stoppage <laughs> time is, the post game show is sometimes a 20 minute show and sometimes it's 30. Okay. So sometimes we have extra. People are always saying, well, "Why didn't you ask Pecky this? Why didn't you ask him that?" Because we're up against the clock in the mm-hmm. end of the show. Okay. But we got usually I ask a question, Dunny asks a second question. All right. Dunny gets a follow up for the third. Most of the time we're done. But if we A, have more time, or B, Petke goes short, we get in the fourth question. Okay. The fourth question, I said, we're used to seeing Brooks Lennon in the lineup. You sat him this week. You started these two guys. How did they perform? 
You go back and watch that, he hedged. Okay. He said he wanted to watch the film. He said they did some things well, but some of the stuff we talked about, they didn't execute. And he has said this multiple times. He is emphasizing defense this year. He had a plan. He devoted he an offseason yes. camp to it. It's paying dividends. And he's really into the, you just can't do what you're supposed to do seven times out of ten. He's demanding consistency out of a young group and mm-hmm. across all of sports. That's the hardest thing for young players. It is. They can do it and then do it again and do it again. And it was the magic of Stockton alone. Mm-hmm. It is the magic of Messi. Yeah. It is that, you know, you go to the greats and wherever, you know, it's the, the ability to do it again and again and again. And seven out of 10 isn't good enough. But Pecky knows, having once been a young player, that's probably what he's going to get. So, how does he turn six out of 10 into seven out of 10? How does he turn into eight or nine or 10 out of 10? So, you always make the right decision. Because if two guys miscommunicate, make the wrong decision, lose track of a guy across that might have been deflected. And a guy hits it one time, picks it out of the air, and beats Ramon to the post. And instead of getting a point in Seattle and feeling great, you you get a loss. Yeah, you, you come, have a four-game losing streak and exactly. you get beat up for another week. Yeah, you come home and you get As opposed to picking board, up yeah. one of those 15 to 20 road points I was talking about. So in that case, it was Brooks and Corey Baird. I think it was more Corey than Brooks, but I'd have to talk to coaches more to really know. But okay. those were the two guys, as the ball flutters out of the sky— it, yeah, because I was, thought Herrera got a slight deflection. It was still you, know? you just yeah, it was just right. one of those. And it's just a moment. Yeah. And and you know if if Kyle Beckerman tells me one more time, I think I win a million bucks. <laughs> Goals change games. Yeah, I know it's know? true. And, and Sabarino hit a post in Seattle. It didn't go in. I don't know what to tell you. It was two right. inches off. So. Other takeaways from this. So we've covered the home schedule and how to look at this, okay. and we've covered how they have been defending. How they've been defending. Um, man, I got multiple things to go to. I got one I can throw right now. All right, go ahead. Let's hear one of yours. So Demir Krylock, I feel like when he was subbed off the field, mm-hmm. the offense, the, the the attack bogged down. It did, and I thought that happened for a couple of reasons. Okay. I think naturally when you're up 2-0, you get a little more defensive-minded. You you want to press for the third one, but you don't want to give up the cheapy. And they went to five in the back eventually. That was for the last, 10, for the last minutes, 10 minutes, and then they were definitely defensive-minded. Yes. But I just felt like when he went off the field, the offense really bogged down. And I think that it it shows how... And you talked about the fact that the club record for these goals. There's no names, per se, that are out there scoring these goals. But there's a bunch of guys with 6 to 12 goals. Exactly. And Demir, I think, is one of the big catalysts for this offense. And I know that we want Albert Rusnak is a big part of it as well. But when Demir is on the field, it's a much more dynamic Well, it's a combination of having two. And... You know, to have one guy run through an area, draw the attention, and this works at the defensive end of the field with, you know, it's just how you can clear space in yeah. any sport. Mm-hmm. Basketball, yeah, you hockey, just, soccer. You clear one the- guy goes through the space, <laughs> the second guy trails in, uh-huh. in behind him, put the ball back to where it's just been, that's the spot that's open. Exactly. Where the ball has just been. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've seen it a million times with Beckerman and whoever his partner is. Beckerman runs through, pulls the defense in, second guy comes in, he's open to relieve the pressure. Yeah. And you can see the same thing. And so now Demir's off, and it's a, he's a marked guy. The thing that they did, I thought, a lot more in this game, and this is the confidence that they have in Sam Johnson, Mike wants to play out of the back, and he wants yeah. possession. But Sam Johnson is an interesting combination of um, speed and power and toughness. True. And they, more than any time since I can even remember, they were more willing to play those long balls over the top and let him knock them down and try to win the second ball. There were stretches that worked pretty well, and then there were stretches where I thought Orlando was winning every second ball. They are winning <laughs> literally every... But then they kept doing it, and sure enough, RSL won two, three, four yes. in a row. And you can see, and it's going to take a while to prove that it's happening. Okay. Demir leaves. They play differently. They got Corey Speed and 
Sam Speed, and they really need to open up the middle of the field and win in the middle of the field. That's true. But, but I, they were playing a lot of balls over the top, and it's a, it's a different style, and it didn't click. But I think, one, it's a small sample size, and two, they were up 2-0 and looking to play differently. You're at home, and you're up two goals, you're gonna and you're near in the bit. hour mark. Yeah. It'll absorb a little bit yeah. more than you would. I mean, would. tactically, you're just going to handle it differently. Yeah, and I, I just, I felt, but I felt like that match had another goal in it for RSL. It did. If they really wanted I to thought, press And for I it. thought, as much as we all love Sam, and he got the finish and opened the account, and yeah. all that stuff got his first goal, he had a second chance. He was coming down the right side. And because it. of yeah. where we are, yes. I had the perfect angle. Yeah. And the keeper shading over to take the near post, and the far post was there. That side panel was and there. He hits the defender square in the chest with the shot. This was the one that he oh. pulled on the ground. Oh, you're right. Okay, wide. you're right. Yeah, that wide. one. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the other goal. No, the other one. There were a couple opportunities in the second half where the keeper yeah. was beaten and a defender blocked the shot. Exactly. I didn't, and maybe if I saw it from a different angle, I'd think differently. I didn't think that was as big an error. But you're right. That, that one, one in the he, he had in the, the post first at half. His, he, had, he had it at he his had mercy. It. And to get that second goal before halftime, I thought would have been a massive deal. I think that game. I said this to Dunny on the broadcast. I think that game was a classic home field advantage game. Okay. RSL and Colorado get handled differently in this league. Yes. You know Nani and Dwyer are going to play big minutes. And you know Nani has been playing in Europe and hasn't been on the airplane and traveled in the time zones and the dehydration <laughs> and now the altitude. Yeah. That he doesn't, right? All these things to deal with. And you know up, you have yeah. to sit him for some games. So why not sit him for a road game where you're not they're, – they're in the same boat as RSL, yeah. 15 to 20 road points. You don't have to have the points here. You'd like them. So you're on the road. He's flying two time zones he's not used to, and he's going to play at altitude. So give him 30 to 35 minutes because he can't play 90 minutes 34 times. And his free kick was a beauty, I thought. The way he bent that right over the wall and beat, yeah. beat Ramondo. So you're right. They, they, they... But if that had been another opponent in another city, those guys might have gone 90, and it yes. might have been a, a different game. Maybe oh, yeah. they get the first goal. But because they sat and because they conceded... Literally right before they checked those guys. I mean, they were right there, ready to walk. I was sitting on press run and watching them walk. I'm like, oh, cool. And then all of a sudden, I see break down the middle. When the fourth has the board in his hands, you're so close, you know. Dunny actually put it on the the Orlando City coaching staff saying, you know, you know, you don't want to play him the 90 at altitude on the road. That makes sense. But you just sub him in at halftime. So already work, you know, why is 45 different than 35? You're a lead athlete. And it's one nil. You don't risk giving up that second goal in those 10 minutes. Uh, That's a big question there. And you, you mentioned the trying to play in space, DJ using the speed of Sam and Corey. We're playing in the middle. I think Everton Louise, him getting injured. I don't know how serious it is. I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. I was told after the game because I asked someone who would know, and they said, it's too early to give you a definitive answer, but right now, it looks pretty good. It's oh, bad, okay. but it's not really bad. Good. And well, I said, it's, so when you say it's bad, it's like not in Cincinnati on turf on a short week. And they looked at me and they shook their, probably not. Okay. But, but he said, even that, I don't want to be too optimistic because, you know, there's no swelling and mm-hmm. he's feeling pretty good on Monday and Tuesday. Then maybe they, they fly out on Wednesday and they play Friday and yeah. it's turf at Nippert Stadium. My guess is he doesn't go there, but he's ready in two weeks. And see, that's a positive because the, when he went down, the way he reacted, you made, it sounded, made it seem like sure. it was really serious. Right. And you but said they're play- going back and they're doing it. If they do yeah. an MRI and if they do that whole stability check thing mm-hmm. and he starts to walk it off. Yeah, so I know because I both hurt my knee seriously, torn ACL, and had to have it repaired. Yeah. 
and I've tweaked it and yelped with pain, but walked around on it and felt really good the next day. Okay. And so that happens. Yeah. It doesn't look good when he's down on the ground. But I'm just, uh, so just in terms of playing in space, he's a bulldog out there. He is all over the field. So having him out there to, to get that ball in space, to turn it over and push that ball forward to a Sam or a Corey is important. I think it's still true, but I haven't seen the stats yet. Uh, maybe I can look him up right here while we're talking. But going into that game, one mm-hmm. of the game notes, and I didn't get to it because he was gone after 25 yeah. minutes. But in preparation for that game, one of the game notes is, guess who leads RSL in fouls suffered and fouls committed? And guess who traditionally leads RSL in fouls suffered and fouls committed? And well, these two stats, they tell you who's on the ball and dangerous after have to be fouled. It's Savarina last year. Yeah. He was among the league leaders. He was yes. top 10. He's a top 10 in dribbles completed. Mm-hmm. He puts a ball at his feet, and he will run around and pass anybody. Oh, absolutely. Right? But now it's Everton. Yeah. Pass Savarino. Yes. That's crazy. Well, and he's, Beckerman he's, yeah. has been fouls committed. He's the guy. He sees it developing. He knows when the tactical foul mm-hmm. has to be committed, and he does it. Yeah. And he clips the guy, and he doesn't feel bad about it. And depending on how much he hates the guy, he has a word to say as he goes by. <laughs> and maybe or he does or, you know, does or doesn't get a yellow card And for he continues it, you know? his streak of the yellow but cards. But that's, that's yeah. the role. It's a position. It's your job. Yeah. You know? And so now, all of a sudden, you have a guy in that position. You're, you're committing more fouls than Beckerman. And you're suffering you're more absorbed, fouls than yeah. Savarino, which is why after the game, and I was stunned when somebody told me this, okay. not the same person who said the other thing, uh-huh. um, said he's the best player on the field. And they well. said it definitively as if it weren't close. Now, I think Demir's pretty good, like you said. Yeah. And I think Albert has had stretches where he's been awesome. Yes. And for years, I mean, Beckerman, right? So you have all these guys who on any given... I mean, Beckerman's not going to do it every night anymore no, because of but. his age. But there are still nights where the guy intercepts multiple passes mm-hmm. and he has the legs and he's running everywhere. And, you know, so it could be anybody on a given night. And this was just a definitive Everton's our best player. And that leads me to think... Okay. Are we in? in Everton's got to adjust to the league. Yeah, they don't want to get too dependent on him because he's already lining himself up for yellow card suspension. There's all kinds of stuff coming. Oh yeah. But when we get to summer and they're playing three games in a week, Beckerman, as of last year, you know Mike Pecky started to say, "Hey, we got to recognize Kyle's mid thirties trending to late thirties. Absolutely, he doesn't get to play 270 minutes in eight days. That's just not a good plan. Mm-hmm. He's got to rest somewhere. And they rested him. He came on as a sub. Like the only time he came on all years as a sub and he scored the game winning goal. He did, yes. Which is kind of like Mike's going to look at Kyle and go, really? We tried it my way. How'd that work for you? You got a goal and we got a win. I mean, what what well, did yeah. you want exactly? What do you want? Right? Yeah. No. So when they do that, are they going to put in Luke Mulholland or Beesler? Or, you know, go on down the line, any of the guys who could go there. Well, they'll likely um, do that. Paulo Ruiz, I yes. guess. Um, no. What about playing Everton by himself in the destroyer role like Beckerman had at the Diamond? In the days of the Diamond, go back to the Jason so just, Christ era, so just and it was one destroyer, so you can put a fifth guy into the attack. This team wow. has eight attackers. That's a good point. What if you play essentially, and it can look, you know, you can call it whatever you want, a four-one-four-one. Yes. Or, and the, yeah. the wingers might be up higher. It might look more like a four-three-three. Your four-one-three-two, whatever. With you the want, two yeah. outside guys attacking more, yes. and becoming the fifth guys. Yeah. Maybe a little of the teeter-totter effect, or maybe just throwing them into the attack. Are we going to see that, and how will that perform? Because that's a way to get Demir and Albert into the middle of the field. Yes, but also put Corey's blazing swing on the wing, which is his natural spot, not up top. Where yeah, he's Sam a winger. Is. Yeah. Plain and simple, but yeah. I like that. I you're right. The way that the Everton has been playing, it screams that's what they should do at some point and give it a shot. Right. Well, it, 
it can change a lot of things on the field and tactically it's yeah. become a league where you play a 4-2-3-1 and they play a 4-2-3-1. Mm-hmm. The 4-4-2 is gone. The diamond is gone. Yeah. I mean, it's just routinely you throw the graphics up, they line up in a 4-2-3-1 and some of them morph. <laughs> and then some teams that play three in the back. Well, yeah. So but well, even Orlando, Orlando came in with the 3-4. So, but you're right. It, it was but the, then it was, yeah, your teeter-totter scenario. Was so exactly you have a fourth you, defender yeah. in the back. It's just, it's a different guy Which side of where the, the ball field. is. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, I actually like that idea because Beckerman was the best destroyer in the in the league right. for a while, playing that alone. Right. If Everton can do that on his own, you're right. Get the five guys in the attack, push forward, and see what you can do. I like that, we'll, actually. We'll see if it comes to that. I don't think we'll see that until after the, well, the June break for the Gold okay. Cup in early June. Gotcha. Because there aren't many midweek games until then. Yeah, they, you'll, have, you'll have MLS midweek games and you'll have open cup midweek games. Yeah, and you're backloaded here for RSL with their three and eight days. So they're Well, not- the cool thing is when the schedule gets busy, they have less travel. Everyone can whine about the travel up front, yeah. but the travel in the summer... When you're, when, if you're going to be playing all the time, you need more home games because you don't have that much training and recovery time. Yeah. You don't want to spend it on an airplane. So there are some hidden bonuses, although we always, always acknowledge the problems more than the bonuses. That's, <laughs> yes, we do. But that's human nature right there. Yeah. All right. There you go. RSL gets a win. Snaps a streak. I think that's good for them mentally. But remember, minus two in the standings right now. They have given away three at home. They've picked one up on the road. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with three of the next four on the road. Because now I think going forward, you know, Cincinnati's... They're not off to a bad start here. No. They're just not LAFC, DC United, and Seattle. Yeah, so those were three, oh, three nasty road games to get right out of the gate. Uh, a result in Cincinnati. It's, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they do here. It's. Uh, I thought they were pretty good on turf in Seattle. I know it's been a problem historically, but uh, I think they got a decent shot at getting a result here. Yeah, the two some road So yeah, FC Cincinnati two three and two. Uh, they've had a little bit of upheaval with the Fernando Addy getting picked up and yeah. whatnot, but. When he says picked up, he's referring to arrested. Yeah, DWI. Right. But uh, so it's an opportunity. But you said if you can get that point, get yourself to minus one, or maybe even, yeah, you get Get the win win and go to plus one. Feel a lot differently coming home. Oh, absolutely. And you just have to keep winning at home. Keep winning at home. And you almost flip the script if you pick up two wins in two weeks. I think people really are okay. You went through that tough stretch the red cards are behind you and now you can roll forward i think that would really help rsl fans calm down a little bit dj and yuck soccer talk it rhymes if you've got a better name hit us up on twitter we're ready mm-hmm. tim lacoma and i on our basketball podcast a Still listener waiting? came up dj and the oh. coach it's better it's off a uh, like will it. smith album okay we yep. got to reshoot the album cover but in the meantime we can use theirs <laughs> okay sounds give will good. smith a little pub because he didn't have enough money he didn't have enough fame i like that hey, we got to give the guy a little that's boost a, you know he's a, working hard he deserves a break that's a great name actually yeah. i like that right and maybe it's dj maybe it's dj and yak soccer talk maybe something else yeah. all right we're here every week check us check out the podcast 1280thezone.com and uh, check our twitter feeds as well i'm at david dj james i'm at jacob c hatch See you next week.